Hello, everybody, and welcome to my new series on this podcast, where we're going to be delving into what I consider one of the more forgotten horror anthology series called Masters of Horror. Now, if you're not familiar with Masters of Horror, Masters of Horror was a TV series that came out in the early 2000s, and each episode was around 50 to 60 minutes long, with the exception of one of them, I think, was a little bit longer, and it was called Imprint, and it was from Takashi Miike. Now, with that being said, each one of the episodes is directed by a famous or known genre director or writer. Now, if I'm right about who made this series, it was Mick Garris, who I know for doing stuff like Sleepwalkers, Psycho for the Beginning, and Critters 2, the main course. And I think he's done some other Stephen King adaptations as well. But the uh, main focus I like is that they do different directors on each episode, where you'll get John Carpenter on an episode directing, and it's pretty fantastic, especially when you get to see these like iconic uh, horror directors do a much shorter film than what they're used to doing. But but anyway, uh, let's get into this and let's talk about incident on and off a mountain road. I believe anything can happen to anyone, anywhere, at any time. This episode opens up with a woman who is driving her car on a mountain road at night, which leads her to getting into a wreck after she tries to change the radio station. Then we cut to a flashback of her talking to her future ex-husband on their first date, which then cuts back to her waking up still in her car. She goes to look for the other person whose car she almost hit, which leads her to come face to face with a maniac named Moonface. We again flash back to her and her ex as he teaches her survival skills, 
which we can now clearly see she'll be using them to fight and survive as Moonface hunts her down. We cut back to her as she continues to run and even uses one of his weapons against him in the form of a trap. Where are we? You've come home. I've been here waiting for you. Well, I've been waiting for someone. I guess it might as well be you. Might as well be anyone, really. What is he? His face is like the moon. So beautiful. I used to call him Moonface, but he didn't like that for long. Thought I was making fun of That sick bastard, he, he cuts out their eyes. Oh, he does that with every one girl. I thought we was clear on that. You have to be on certain terms to relate to him. And the eyes, well, they're usually the first things that have to go. I guess we're lucky, you and me. Why hasn't he killed us? Reasons. There must be a million reasons. He might be busy. After all, he has to move those cars miles away to dump them so that no one can ever find us. Oh, he's so smart. Listen to me. For the remainder of the film, we continue to go back and forth between flashbacks and the cat and mouse game between Moonface and Ellen until the movie's damn good ending. Also, we get a very cool appearance from Angus Scrim, who most of you will know as the Tall Man from the Phantasm series. Overall, this is a pretty cool and proper way to start off this series with a good old slasher film. Granted, there really is only one victim killed in the whole movie, but you do get to see the other victims from Moonface around his property. Now, the acting is the thing that I like the most in this film, set aside from the way Moonface looks. Bree Turner does an awesome job playing a great character who is strong and smart and just an overall badass. Ethan Embry does a great job playing a controlling husband who over time loses his mind and almost tries to kill her. Now last but not least, Joe R. Lansdale plays the demented, giant Moonface. He is fantastic and he is frightening as hell. Now when it comes down to look and the feel of this film, it is very much like a lot of other movies during its time where it would have much more of a like earth tone muted palette with very hard and heavy shadows, very reminiscent of something like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, which had a very gritty, grimy look to it, which I very much enjoy and I love. Now overall, when it comes down to it, Don Coscarelli did a great job on this noteworthy entry into the series. Definitely a good place for you, the listener, to start off. I hope you enjoyed this first episode and come back for another Masters of Horror review. Alright guys, bye.